This is Pastor Mark Sepulveda with Impact Church San Diego welcoming you to our podcast. I hope today's word inspires you, encourages you, and lifts you up. And if you would like to support our podcast, all we ask for is your prayers so we can continue bringing you the word of God. I hope you enjoy today's message. So sit back, relax, and have a listen. God bless you. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark Sepulveda with Impact Church. Just a little something before we get into our podcast. I just want to let you know that stay tuned. In a week or two, I'm going to have, uh, I wouldn't say a major announcement, but something new, something different. So continue listening to our podcast, uh, either here on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcast. Until then, thank you and God bless you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is Pastor Mark Sepulveda with Impact Church San Diego. Could be that you with another installment of Four Biblical Reasons Why We Should Pray for the Lost. Uh, today's is because of power in prayer. A lot of people think that just because that they pray, you know, if they don't see results right away, they think that God is not working or he's not answering prayers or that prayers don't even work. But I'm going to give you biblical examples and examples in my own life that I know that God's hand was involved in everything that uh, that he did, praise God. And so we're going to start off for the fact that God wants us to pray for the lost. Uh, there's many people that are lost out there. Um the Bible says that the harvest is plenty, but the worker, the laborers are few. And there's a lot of few laborers out there uh, reaping uh, for God's kingdom. And we need to work for God's kingdom to um, evangelize, to teach the word uh, where, wherever we go, at work, at home. Um, have, when's the last time that you spoke to somebody about the gospel or about Jesus at work? Did the opportunity even arise? Um, so, so one of the reasons here, number three, one, the third reason why we should pray for the lost, because the there is power in prayer. James five sixteen says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If you read that scripture and you think about it, it says, I, I you know, I can't quite wrap my head around this. It says the effectual fervent prayer of righteous man availeth much. Many of us might not see ourselves as righteous, you know, let alone having an effectual fervent prayer, you know, in our hearts that we can give to God. But the Bible says that uh, Abraham, uh, Abraham believed God and it was a credit to him as a righteousness. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you believe God? Do you have faith in Christ? Do you believe that he, that, he, you know, he came to, or he was born of a virgin, dwelt among us, and he died on the cross and rose on the third day for your salvation? Do you believe in salvation? Do you believe that, you know, he did these things? And if you believe these things, then just like Abraham, when the Bible says Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteousness, you too, according to James 5.16, are a righteous person. Now, where do we get this effectual fervent prayer? Well, we have to truly believe with all our hearts that God will answer prayers. Why? Because there is power in prayers. Uh, um, let me give you a quick example here. In 19, in, well, in the start of World War II, the atomic bomb. 
uh, the atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. They killed 92,000 people. Okay, that's a lot of people to die with in, in one stent in, in, at one time. But when Assyria besieged Jerusalem, King Hezekiah cried out to God. He was under attack, and, and Jerusalem was under attack, and, and, and King Hezekiah went to God. He inquired of the Lord. He cried out to him. Our prayers need to be cried out from the inside out. You know, it can't be for face value. It has to be with inside of us. So the Bible says that he cried out on behalf of the people. And God sent an angel, not angels. God sent an angel, one angel, to slay 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. That's twice as many as an atomic bomb. One angel. Because Hezekiah cried out to God. He prayed to... Our prayers have to be... In a sense, a truly effectual, fervent prayer has to be cried out, has to be felt um, more than just, you know, lip service. Amen. So our, our prayers for the lost, our prayers for our families, our prayers for those who can't find their ways have to be felt, have to be cried out uh, more, more than just, you know, just speaking words. And uh, there is power in prayer. Uh, also, King Hezekiah, when he was, it was uh, told to him by, by the prophet Isaiah, by the prophet Isaiah, that uh, he, Isaiah came up to King Hezekiah, and he basically, he, King Hezekiah was on his deathbed, and, and Isaiah told him, hey, you know, you better get your house in order, you know, get your business in order and everything, because uh, you're going to die, you know. Um, what a way to get news. <laughs> what, a get, what a way to get bad news. So he tells him, hey, get your house in order. You're going to pass away. And as, and as Isaiah was walking off, uh, Hezekiah, he turned, he turned on his side and he prayed unto God, telling him, Lord, remember me, the promises you made me, the things that you did. Uh, you know, he was just telling him, hey, God, you know, it's me. Remember, the, remember how you promised me <laughs> everything. That you've given me. And as soon as he finished his prayer, that uh, Isaiah turned, God gave a word to, back to Isaiah. He, he told him, go back, <laughs> go back, Isaiah, and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, he says like this in Heze uh, 2 Kings 20, chapter, uh, chapter 20, verse 5, he says, this is what the Lord says. The Lord God of your father, David says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you on the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. And I will add 15 years to your life. Wow. From a prayer. From a prayer. by Apparently, Hezekiah wanted to do more things. <laughs> apparently, he, you know, he, he had more plans that he didn't really finish or something. But he prayed to God and God added 15 more years to his life. That's a long time. That is a long time. And what are you going to do with that 15 years? What are you going to do with what God has given you? If you pray for it and you receive it, then what? A lot of people truly think that when they pray to God for a certain something, for a certain somebody, uh, for a healing, for a job, you know, maybe for a certain someone that you would like in your life, um, 
you know, to God to heal for to God to heal somebody, even to heal yourself. You can actually ask for prayers to heal yourself. Look at King Hezekiah here in Second Kings chapter twenty. He got fifteen years added to his life because he cried out. You know, because he asked the Lord, because he prayed to Him. In 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 Second Chronicles chapter twenty, uh, you had King Jehoshaphat. He was being attacked by by three nations. Armies of three nations were attacking him, and and when he heard of this. He didn't, he didn't get scared. He didn't run away. He didn't hide. He, the Bible says that he cried out to the Lord. He said he went to inquire of the Lord because he knows that there's power in prayer. He knew that, hey, listen, that this, these three armies that are coming against me are a little bit too big for me. I don't know how to handle this. What do I do? I know. I'll go to my creator. I'll go to God, you know, the creator of all things, to help me to figure out how to do these things because I can't do this by myself. So, he inquires of the Lord, and he and he and he calls a whole fast for 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 Jerusalem, a whole fast throughout Israel for three days. And he cried out and inquired of the Lord, and his prayer was answered. He said, "The God said, you don't need to you don't need to fight this fight. You don't need to fight this fight. Just march up to battle. Just go there. Just get there. Just do what I tell you to. But you're not going to have to fight this fight because you cried out to me, because you prayed unto me, because there is power in prayer. That by the time they got to the battlefield, honestly, King Hezekiah didn't even didn't didn't even think you know when he got to his his battle people together his people together to march up the hill for this battle he put worshipers in the front not so that they can die first so that they can praise god into battle we need to praise and worship god into battle when things are tough when things get down when things don't seem right and when things just seem crazy you don't even understand why just praise god when all things seem, turns upside down at work and you don't know what to do and people are against you, people talking about you, just praise God. When bills are due and they're going to turn off the lights and you don't know how you're going to get by the next day, just worship and praise God. When there's no food on the table and, there's, and, and your kids are hungry and you have no gas on your car, you need to worship and praise God. There is power in prayer, praise God. And that's what the word Judah means. King Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. The, he, Judah means praise. And they were attacking those three nations. Those three armors were attacking his praise. They were attacking the praise of God. So when we, have, we, when we go into battle, marching into battle, we have to go with the song on our mouth. We have to go with praise in our heart in order to fight this battle. Because if we, don't, if we do not, we're taking on the battle ourselves, not entrusting God to do it for us. Therefore, something bad might happen. That's why when we pray unto God for certain people, for our, for the lost, your friends, your co-workers, you know, the person on the street, you know, your neighbor, when we pray, pray to God, we need to believe that he can and he will. All we have to do is worship him and, and, and just pray, just plant that seed of prayer and hope and faith because we know that God can. Hallelujah. You know, I've been through many different things in my life and many situations, not knowing exactly where my ministry was going to go uh, and, you know, where my church was going to be or go happen. Because, you know, Impact Church San Diego now is just it's just me and you. Whoever is listening to this right now, you are part of my congregation. And. Uh, 
as we're live streaming and as we're doing this podcast, you're listening to me, you're listening to the Word of God, and this is what I can do right now to help you and to help everybody else out there right now. Uh, and I really appreciate you guys for listening. When I had questions about my ministry and what to do, I didn't know what to do or how to do it, and I just was looking at in certain places, going to certain churches, not knowing exactly what to expect. But God, somewhere along the line, helped us out to find some place to go, and we could not have planned this out, you know, better because what God has done in me and my family's life and my wife's life, we've, um, through prayer and just seeking him, he led us to this certain area in our lives where we're at right now. And I'm going to explain a little bit uh, more of that in, in later, in later podcasts, but just stay tuned because I'm going to have, um, an announcement coming up here pretty soon, but, we need to have an effectual, fervent prayer. What does the word fervent mean? What is fervent? Well, fervent, it's a hot, it's a hot, passionate prayer unto God. I like to see that the blessings of God are like ice caps. You know, it's been said in, in the word of God that when it rains, uh, rain is synonymous to blessings because when there's rains, there's crop, there's water. There's crop, and if when there's crop, there's money to be made, there's barter, there's trade, there's food. Uh, so rain is synonymous to blessing. So I'd like to think of that the blessings of God are like ice caps in heaven so that when the effectual, fervent, hot, passionate prayer reaches the heavenly realms unto God, that those ice caps begin to melt and to shower down upon you, your family, and everything that you're praying for. And, that, and just like King Hezekiah, when he cried out to God, I truly believe a, a passionate prayer, a heartfelt prayer should be just more than lip service. It should be a passionate cry out to God. That cry comes from the inside of us. A passionate prayer comes from the inside of us, knowing that God can deliver what you are asking for. Praise God. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. You have not because you ask not. And if you don't ask, then how are you going to receive? You're always going to be hoping and wishing. But once we get down on our knees and we start asking God, the Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But we have to do the seeking first. What are we seeking for? We're seeking for answers. We want healing. We want to, we want things to happen. We, you know, uh, we, we need to see the evidence of God's power, but it only comes through faith. And the only way that's going to happen is if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and to pray with the passion it fervent prayer unto God to melt those ice caps of blessings to fall upon your life and to fall upon your ministry, to fall upon those that are lost, to fall upon on those that who you're praying for, either for healing, for a new job, a new husband, a new wife, a new car, anything, a new house, praise God. You need to have that fervent, passionate prayer unto God, hallelujah. And because because we believe that Jesus Christ was born, he was man that God stepped off his heavenly throne, was manifested in flesh and dwelt among us, praise God, that he was the one that took upon the sins, our sins upon him, that he died on the cross, but he rose again. If we truly believe that, then we are the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I truly believe that God has plenty of blessings, <laughs> plenty of blessings to spare, plenty of 
of healing to spare, plenty of salvation to spare. It's endless, praise God. We just need to reach out and grab it. We just need to seek it. We just need to ask for it. And we need just to pray for it, praise God. So if you have somebody in your family who is not saved in Jesus' name, or do you know a friend, a co-worker who's been asking you questions and not exactly, you know, if this if the whole this whole rapture thing, <laughs> praise God. Uh, and I truly believe that we are living in the end times that that they don't really they they don't think that this whole being caught up into heaven to meet Jesus is is for them you need to reassure them it's all it's for all those who believe and all those who receive in his name in Jesus name praise God so we as Christians need to do James 5:16 you know we need to have that fervent passionate prayer unto God and just pray for those who are lost especially our family members and and our friends and those really close to us so i hope you take this lesson to heart and i want to pray for you right now where you're at if you're if you're having even doubts about yourself that if you are righteous i just read the scripture right now abraham believed god and it was accredited to righteousness if you believe god then you are righteous you have that righteousness of abraham because he also believed too but if you don't believe then that's that's another story that's another story, and I can help you with that right there too as well, that God had created everything for a reason, and he created you for a purpose, and that purpose is in Christ Jesus, and he has plenty of, you know, Jeremiah 29:11 says, you know, I have plans for you. You know, I have a purpose for you, praise God. And we need to believe that he does, that we are more than just mere, you know, cells and, and, and flesh, that God created us for a reason and a purpose, praise God. And it's for his purpose in Jesus' name. Right where you're at, I'm going to pray for you. So let right, if you know, I can't see you, but go ahead and close your eyes. Go ahead and bow your head. But if you're driving on the freeway right now, please keep your eyes open. Watch out for the car next to you. I see him. He's eyeballing you because you're just you're crying your eyes out right now. Heavenly Father, we come before your presence to thank you, God, to honor you, to worship you, Lord Jesus, God. Give us a passion, God. Give us a passion, Lord Jesus, inside of us that when we come together, God, as the children of God, to become come before your throne, become before your presence, God, to get on our knees, to cry out, to pray, Lord Jesus, that our prayers will be heard, God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to in our hearts, to soften our hearts, God, that we may give that unto you, Lord Jesus, a fervent passionate prayer, Lord God, that whoever we pray for, Lord Jesus, whether it be a family member, uh, uh, aunt, uncle, you know, mother, father, whoever is not in Christ Jesus, a co-worker, a neighbor, even the person down the street that you may have shared, uh, you know, a word or a scripture to God. Give us that passion, Lord Jesus, to cry out unto you, God, so that there may be salvation in their lives, God, that you may be a blessing, that a blessing may fall upon them, Lord Jesus, that they might see the light, God, and 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 and, and they'll receive you, God, in their hearts, Lord Jesus, so that they can be reborn again, Lord John. We thank you, God. We honor you, Lord Jesus, and we love you, God. I, I, we also ask you, God, to bless all those who are listening right now, God, wherever they're at, in the cars, in their kitchens, at home, wherever they're listening to this, God. I ask you to put your heavenly hands upon them right now in the name of Jesus, that you comfort them, God, that you heal them, whatever they're going through. If they have doubts, God, that you remove all doubt, God. If they're going through certain issues, trials, and tribulations, God, I ask you, God, that you give them the strength to see it through, God. If they're going through some 
something horrible in their life right now. God, I bind it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus that they may be free in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, hallelujah, for everything that you are doing in their lives, God, in my life, and in this podcast, Lord Jesus. In your wonderful name and all you guys say, amen, amen. I just want to add one thing, too, about prayer and about how God works in a blessing. This is an excerpt toward the end of my podcast, but uh, I went to a connect group uh, this past uh, this past week, and uh, there was a brother there. He's been in church for six years. Uh, his wife is baptized, and and he's been going to church. And he he had so many excuses. I'm not going to name any names, but he had so many excuses why he did not want to get baptized. I guess he didn't like the fact that people were telling him, you know, about hey, you need to get baptized. You need to get baptized. And and he kept on coming with a lot of excuses of why and the perfect time when he wanted to do it, and this and that and everything else. And my eyes were affixed on this brother. And uh, when we were at the end of the study that we had there that this past week, um, I got up and I was, I was just watching him. I was watching him. And, and he kept on, you know, oh, you know, they were asking him. They, I noticed him in, my, in myself, I noticed that people seemed to hound him to get baptized. And I'm like, you know, this is, there's something more than that. This brother's been in church for six years. So I, I went up to him after I had him a couple of salt and pepper wings. I went up to him and I started talking. Hey, let me let me tell you something about baptism. And he go, all right, yeah, go ahead. He was really open to receive it, but it seemed like more like, okay, let's see what this guy has to say. And I went it out. I went out. I went at it a different way, in a way that he would understand. Uh, that I knew where he was coming from, that I knew how he was feeling and what he's going through. And. Uh, like everything and just and this is a confirmation for any of you who have spoken to somebody about Jesus Christ and you and after the conversation you walked away and you felt like you're not sure if God was going to do anything like you're not sure if like he, he probably didn't even listen he probably just took it for face value whatever same thing as myself it's, you know I was kind of like and he had a pool in his backyard and in my mind I was thinking I'm baptizing this brother tonight <laughs> so uh you know, we stayed there. We talked a little bit, and uh, he he thanked me. He thanked me for the words, and he goes, oh, yeah, you know, that was really good stuff." And hey, thank you. And afterwards, you know, we went home. And a couple of days later, I got a message from my sister. Uh, my sister was the one that was. She was also in that uh, Bible study group, that connect group. And I said, "Hey, so and so is getting baptized this Sunday." I'm like, I put an emoji of a fainting, somebody fainting. I'm like, "Are you serious?" And I started to tear up a little bit. I felt so emotional thinking, God, you, you did listen. You did hear. After six years, the pastor, everybody in that entire church has been asking him, hounding him together. And I think it was because he was being hounded and I approached it in such a different way. When you minister to somebody, read the room. Read the room. Read the person. You know, try to feel what they're feeling and, and talk to them about the love of Jesus Christ. And God will answer that. And God answered this. And God, there's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. So if you have somebody in mind, like I said, in your family, at work, whatever, there's power in prayer. And God still is working miracles. All right, guys. Thank you very much for this third uh, for this third session of pray, uh, four biblical reasons for praying for the for the lost. Uh, our first one was uh, our love for them. Second one was our faith in Jesus Christ. And this last one was because there's power in prayer. Thank you once again. God bless you and stay tuned for next week.